What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly. Like Susie said, like, I would encourage you, go get a bomb pop and get take a bath tonight. And then yeah, tell me no, it's not I a would vibe. Just try it. And Liz. If my kid were like, can I sleep in this box? I'd be like, no, that's a stupid idea. Like, let's move on to like the next thing. Like that is, I feel like what, 100%. where your first instinct would be. Yeah. You don't sleep in boxes. Your mom time off starts now. Welcome back to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. And I'm Susie from Busy Toddler. <laughs> Yay. Hi, Susie. Oh, my gosh. Hi, gals. Star studded. This oh, is please. huge. Not the carpool landing, like a huge guest. I mean, iconic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so excited. Susie, thank you so much for being here. I was so excited when I got it. It was so funny because it was like one of those like Twilight Zone, like deja vu moments because we were definitely watching car mom videos with my mother-in-law <laughs> and I get a message from Kelly being like, do you want to be on the podcast? I'm like, is she watching me right now? She uh, we know? can see through our analytics that, yeah. we were, <laughs> that we were very much on your YouTube. Oh my God. We get a CRV. She's very excited. I love that for her. I know. She's really excited about it. Your mom is kind of like our mom, and she's a precious woman. Yeah, yeah. This was my mother-in-law, and oh, then my, mother-in-law. my mom is. But I, I'm I sure both, she's precious too. Precious. No, they're both precious. They're precious angels. Oh my gosh, how sweet. Well, Liz, let's give everyone our roadmap on what they can expect because just because we have a guest here doesn't mean we're going to get too far off the beaten path. Of course, no. We we don't like to go off-roading too often. Um, but on today's episode, we're going to have a millennial word of the day. We are going to hear from Susie. Do a little um little bit about the background of busy toddler and all the good things that she has to say. We're going to do a great eight. We have a ditch to drive through industry news. Um, oh, and I think we're going to do last three transactions as well. But Susie's Just Susie's. Just Susie's. Because ours were unhinged last time and I can't <laughs> just, expose Just any. go through my receipts. Thanks yeah, so much, ladies. exactly. We've exposed ourselves far too much <laughs> lately. So we'll just go through yours. Okay, so let's just get right into it. And we did give Susie an update on like how this goes. Like this isn't your typical like Q&A podcast. Like she's very much along for the ride. And we're going to... Yeah, no, I am. We have to keep to the segment. So... Susie, the millennial word is where Elizabeth gives us like, you know, what the Gen Z's are saying. But tell me, what ge- what generation are your kids? Are we all the same? Do we have these Gen I think A's? Our kids are all, I think our kids are all the same. And then I think we're technically the same because I'm technically a millennial. But I mean, I am 40, ladies. Like, I am on the upper cusp <laughs> of this and you are on the bottom cusp of this. Do you like to identify as a millennial or are, are there days when you're like, oh, gosh, I hate saying I'm a millennial? I I don't, but it's not because I don't love millennials. It's because there was a better term that came out like five or six years ago, but it didn't stick. And I loved it so much more. It was for this little subset of kids, 40 year olds, that are my age that were born like 81 to like 85 or something. And they were calling us the Oregon Trail generation <laughs> because we love. all remember life before computers. We remember having corded phones and like having a cordless Mm. phone was wild i remember my parents getting a computer so it was all based off of this old video game oregon trail and it was like putting us in this little like subset and i loved that because i mean ladies i am 
so much older than you. <laughs> I mean, 11, 11 years. Oh. But yeah, I, but no, that, that is crazy when you think about like how quickly no, it is. things have changed because yeah. I technically was born in a time before the internet and cell phones, but I can't say I have like, I didn't have like real experience with it. Yeah, I would agree. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I remember my dad getting his first one and it was like one of those bricks like Zach Morris had on like Saved by the Bell, which you probably also didn't watch on Saturday morning. No, I mean, like completely different people. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Generations, they they span (laughs) so long. And actually, I was looking at it. So like Generation Alpha, which is like y'all's kids and what my baby will be. That ends in 2025. So like I'm going to have Generation Alphas and Generation Beta is what the next one is. I was looking this up the other day. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, that's my mom because she has my sister and I are millennials and my brother's a Gen Xer. And that's like mom, too. Yeah, Yeah, she's got millennials and Gen Zs. And Gen Zs. And I do feel like we're so different. Yeah. Okay. So what- I always joke. I always joke. Sorry, I interrupted no, no, you. No, go ahead. I always joke that it's like it's not so much once you have kids, then like time all resets. And I feel like you're the same age as the people whose kids are the same age as your kids. I hundred percent mm. agree. That so makes like, so much you're, sense. You're eleven years younger than me, but like our kids are little kids right now. So we're much closer in age than we would have been when like I could have babysat you. I totally agree. Hundred percent. Yeah. But what's so cool about Susie is. Like, so your oldest is 10, right? Yeah. And yeah. George is four. And we have same. We have boy, girl, boy. Oh. And when I found out I was having a boy, I was like, is Hattie going to be okay? Like, <laughs> I was so concerned yeah. about, like, not having the sister for her. Yeah. And Susie made me feel so much better. But she's, like, six years in my future. Because aren't yeah. our kids, like, almost perfectly lined up by, like... Yeah. No, we're, like, kind of the same person. Wait, so what was no, the No, I always look advice? backwards at you. I'm like, oh, that was my life. So, because Sam... And Kate are only like 17, 18 months apart. Or they're yeah, yeah, they're twenty. Okay, and then Matt and Kate are twenty. So we're yeah. like kind of right there. Yeah. So what was right the there. advice that made her made you feel better? Oh, she said that it's wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful. Kate is Kate is the best. I mean, she holds her own. She's great. But I think what I talked to you about the most was just Chuck's relationship with his sister because he doesn't, she doesn't have a sister, and just how close the two of them are. That makes and me then so encouraged. I remember telling you about you know I have a little sister, and but it was my big brother that sat with me in the hospital after I had Sam and Chuck needed to go home and shower and it was my big brother that helped change one of the first poopy diapers and helped me breastfeed. He doesn't have children. He wasn't even married at the time and he sat there like gritting through, bearing it and being like, I'll help you nurse. But like that's how close we are. The way that I think a lot of people assume like sisters should, you know, would be or something. But it was my big brother that, you know, that is so encouraging. It's really tender, especially like a big brother vibe. Like we don't know big brother vibes. Like we only have our younger brother who would like would never do that. (laughs) Big brother vibes is really cute. Big brother vibes is cute. I Big brothers it. are the best. They really are. Okay. Anyway, back to our millennial word of the day where we learn Gen okay. Z slang so we can be less lame. Today's mm-hmm. word is an acronym um, and it is TFW. Oh, I know what it is. I Wait, don't think TFW? I know what it is. TFW? TFW. I thought it was for the win, but that's FTW. TFW. Oh, I know what it is. What is it? That feeling when. That feeling when. So it's used a lot, I think, uh, socially and like over like text and um, social media and stuff. But it's like that feeling when insert something that happens. So that feeling when your basement floods, that feeling Mm -hmm. when you're Mm -hmm. what insert 
something or other and it's so it can either be that feeling one or that face one that face that face so it's like if you take a screenshot or if you take a selfie oh. and you're like defeated okay, you're okay. like that face when my toddler you know draws all over the wall or whatever it is hmm. right 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 tfw okay. okay well we'll try to use the goal of the millennial word is to try to use it in today's episode you know we're just always trying oh. to expand our vocabulary i'm sure it could be used in a positive as well but i feel like yeah like that feeling when the busy toddler comes on the carpool podcast exactly that feeling tfw <laughs> tfw tfw oh my gosh i love it I, I feel like the amy polar moment in mean girls where it's like oh you gals keep me young <laughs> <laughs> hey that's like a very hey, like millennial reference we can though. all relate thank you to i'm mean really girls. working hard over here i'm sweating i'm trying i have like a thesaurus next to me no i'm just <laughs> okay so before we go on to our next segments i just had a couple of like questions for you and i know you probably told this story 176,000 times but (laughs) like your content and your platform is so interesting because there's always new toddler parents out there so you're always getting like new people coming to see what we need to do to keep our toddlers busy so just for people who like maybe don't follow you or like elizabeth no offense like hadn't heard of you because she like wasn't wasn't in that space What's the background? Like, quick, what's the background? Who are you? Why are you qualified to tell us how to keep our toddlers busy? I don't know if I'm qualified. (laughs) Um, So I started Busy Toddler back in 2015. I had a two-year-old and a six-month-old, and I was just in that, like, drowning feeling where I was mostly letting Daniel Tiger, that was the bluey of my kids' generation, Mm. do all of the parenting for my kids. And I started to feel like I was losing or slipping away from my toddler because I'd gotten so engrossed in the newborn and I wanted like a way to connect with him, but in a way that didn't cost a ton of money, didn't take a lot of effort because I didn't have a lot of energy and could, you know, serve both of our needs. And I started putting together little activities for him to do and things that we could kind of sit and do together when the baby was napping, but that again, didn't cost a bunch of money, didn't take a bunch of supplies didn't involve me sitting and trying to like pretend I like playing in the imaginary play, but was maybe like vibes, <laughs> just maybe like sitting there hanging out with him while he did something. And I started putting those activities together. And then I thought, I wonder if other people might be interested in this. And, you know, I, I just wanted something creatively to like put out there. And I started going to Instagram looking for activity ideas and it's hard to think about, but back in 2015, that didn't exist on Instagram. Mm-hmm. This idea that you would solely talk to toddler parents and give activity ideas and kind of have these conversations that didn't exist back then. And I thought of the name Busy Toddler one night and I, on a whim, opened it on like a Friday morning in June and posted my first activity. And by the end of the first month, I had a couple thousand followers, which was wild back in 2015. Like that's wild. That is wild. And the ball just kind of started rolling from there. And by the end of the summer, I had like 10,000 followers and I'd opened a website. And now we're what, eight years later and I have 2 million followers. I have, uh, I had always had a bachelor's degree in elementary education. Now I have a master's in early childhood education. And I've just kind of dedicated my whole life to understanding young children and how they grow and how they develop and how we as parents can best support them, but in a way that feels authentic and true to us and not like we're trying to follow what someone else says is right. What a story. So <laughs> well, thank you. since you've been on Instagram for, this is a question Ever. I have that I feel like maybe you have never had before. Okay. What 
and you've also like kept up with instagram like you mm-hmm. know you're like you'll catch Susie. like she's not scared of a reel like she's not scared no. mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. is there a version of instagram you miss like do you miss like the 2016 era or are you like no this is the best version like i'm loving this Ooh, I mean, that's hard. It's been a fun evolution. I love... Because um, in 15, were like, there even stories? No, no, there weren't mm. stories. Stories didn't come oh, out video. until right around when my third born was born. So it must have been like September 2016. That was a really fun era, like after stories came out. You know, it's so funny. I love how I've gotten to watch all the evolution of yeah. everything and how mm-hmm. everybody hates it and then just acclimates and then it becomes your favorite part. You know, when stories came out, people were like, are you kidding me? Yeah. the worst idea ever and then six months later everybody's like i can't i can't live without stories like right. i only look at stories i don't look at the feed right that was that was a fun time when people were really figuring out stories and figuring out how to use them mm-hmm. that was that was fun and then again there was like the backlash of reels where it was like absolutely not i'm mm-hmm. not doing a video and then people settled into it and we all figured out how to just transition our content into short form videos which has been challenging but fun it's just I, I I just love the whole thing of it. I love the fact that it's ever changing because mm-hmm. then I don't feel stagnant and I feel constantly challenged and I feel like I have to constantly be keeping up yeah. with something as opposed to just phoning it in. And that's really fun for me. But there was this beautiful era. I mean, people will talk about it with nostalgia when it was the chronological feed. And mm. the only reason I would say that that was the best time was because then from there on out, we had to listen to people wax nostalgia about the chronological feed so if we could just go back to that then people wouldn't yeah. be complaining all the time yeah. and that would be really nice chronological feed they kind of should maybe but that was that was a good time yeah it that was, was good time. that was really annoying it, when you when you weren't sense when you weren't seeing mm-hmm. the posts that you wanted to the people who you were trying to follow and you were just seeing right. whoever was yeah i don't I even know how they do it most popular like i don't know what they but sometimes i'll see something and it's like that was a five day old post because it yeah, says that's annoying. posted five days ago. That's annoying now that that's yeah. happening. When you when you miss your friend's baby announcement and you're yeah. like, oh, you had this baby three days ago. Sorry, my didn't feed didn't show me. That. Yeah, yeah. What literally. is that about? Literally. So um, I would go back to a time before that. Susie, what's your take on TikTok? Are you on TikTok? Um, I I lived a journey you lived. I mm. tried TikTok. It was not it was not my it was not my place. Yeah, it was not my place. Um. I know I should be on TikTok. I know that that's where the people are at these days. But as you found as well, it's better for my mental health if mm-hmm. I'm not on TikTok. So we're not there. That's and fine. That's okay. I mean, Reels, okay with that. Reels is doing, I think, really well. And Same. like the discovery mm-hmm. of Reels, like Reels is right. really becoming more like TikTok. Like I find myself saving so much more, which before Agreed. was just like... Agreed. That's mm-hmm. what I was doing on TikTok. I would like them just to save it. I'm finding myself saving them more. I'm finding the discover. I'm discovering new people that I want to follow. I'm enjoying the scroll of it all. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I feel like Reels yeah. has really come a long way. Cool. Yeah, in I've that sense. definitely identified with my captor on Reels, and so I'm not like available to go over them. Right, <laughs> TikTok. I can't do it. I can't. Um, but whatever. So what about? Because you have all these activities, which we're going to do a whole great eight of the busy toddler activities. Mm-hmm. But Elizabeth was asking me because we, we were like scrolling your feed together. She's like, how'd she come up with this stuff? Like, yeah, there was one in particular. And you were like, just have your kids cut up leaves in your backyard. And I'm like, <laughs> like, where where are you getting this inspiration from? Like, how I are you always coming like, up with things? I always say it's my dark gift. Like, I just <laughs> <Dark> no. <gift. laughs> I liken it to a baker. 
Like you, a baker can stand in front of a pantry, look at a bunch of ingredients and then whip something up. And we're like, mm. I don't know how you knew which one to use baking soda, teaspoon, tablespoon. I don't know how you decided that. But thank you for deciding it and telling me exactly how to do it. And so that's how I am with kids activities. I can look at a set of supplies the same way that like a baker or a cook or a chef can look at a bunch of ingredients and be like, oh, this is how this would mix up together and it would taste really good. And I can look at just random stuff and be like, oh, that's how kids would think that was fun. Or if we did it this way, that would really occupy them or entertain them. And so it's just something I've honestly been able to do my whole life. I nannied four kids when mm-hmm. I was growing up and those four are now, they're your guys' age and wow. they call themselves the original busy toddlers <laughs> <laughs> because they remember doing stuff like that with me when I was like 17 and figuring out to come up with those kind of activities. So And I always say it's kind of the same way that like we don't feel bad when we use a recipe book Mm -hmm. and we are like, I don't know what to cook for dinner and I'm going to open this recipe book and figure it out. And that's how I view my Instagram. It's like, don't feel, you know, you don't have to feel bad if you didn't think to do this idea. Yeah. Use it like a recipe. Just do we it. never yeah. feel bad when we pull out a cake recipe and we didn't come that's up so with, true. It, with it on our own. We what just, if- you know, use my account like in a, like a recipe book. Have you ever had like maybe like you didn't post about it, but like a major fail of an activity. You're like, oh, my kids are going to love this. And they looked at you like you were crazy. Um, Not particularly because I, I know exactly what they like. And so everything that I post is really targeted to my kids and what they're mm. interested in. Mm-hmm. Kids and activities are like kids and food. It's like, I am not going to go downstairs and cook my kids stew for dinner. That They're not going to enjoy that. I'm not going to enjoy it. They're not going to enjoy it. Nobody's going to enjoy that. So I'm not going to make that for them. And so that's the same way with activities. I set stuff up that I'm pretty sure they're going to love the same way that I set up dinner in a way that I'm pretty sure they're going to love. So I do it. There are times that we've tried stuff that we're like, okay, we're going to try this and this should work. And then we all start laughing. We're like, oh, you can't dye garbanzo beans or (laughs) or different things like that. We're like, oh, that did not work at all. Like as we're like testing stuff, but I've never really put together an activity and then had it be like a total flop. just depends on the kid i mean like my my daughter loves the little dot sticker activities and my third born as a toddler was like absolutely not don't no not interested back up not interested that's a good point because the kids make them for him kids are different yeah Yeah. so Mm -hmm. you said you said your oldest uh run me through your kids ages and the oldest is 10 the oldest just turned 10, which okay. is like a completely new venture for us. Yeah. And then my daughter is eight and my youngest is six and a half. And he likes to introduce himself like that. My name is Matthew. I'm six and a half. Of co- at six and a half. You have to, you yeah. have to every, every you month have counts. To add the half. Of course. You have to add the half. Um, so how do you anticipate your content to like evolve and change? Or are you going to try and kind of stick to like the toddler age? Or are you going to like when your daughter enters her, you know, young teen years, are you going to try and, and move into that realm? Our goal right now is, and I'm working with some, uh, like some friends of mine is to roll out like literally like a busy big kids, like adjacent mm, side cute. where we can cute. talk about big kids stuff and do big kids stuff. But that has nothing to do with busy toddler because yeah. mm. I found as a as a toddler parent and just in this general early childhood age bracket that that's where things are really overwhelming and mm-hmm. you're really trying to find your footing. And so I always want to be there to help in that space and to give advice in that space. I love nothing, nothing more than what I call hindsight parenting, which is where we can look backwards and say, hey, this is what worked for me or hey, this is what didn't. This is what I learned 
from this experience. And I'd love to share that with you as you walk through that Mm -hmm. experience. I think a lot of times we look for other parents that have kids the same age as us. And not that that's a mistake. We should always look for people living a similar, you know, living a similar life because we have those same lived experiences. But I also think it's really exciting to talk yes. to a parent Who's who is older it. and be like, yes. what worked? What didn't? Let me learn from your mistakes or let me learn from your <laughs> wisdom that, you know, you've collected over these years. And so I'm excited as I can kind of turn back right now and start sharing the things that worked and the things that didn't and what I've learned mm-hmm. over the years of raising my kids and watching mm-hmm. my friends as kids grow up and, and things like that. And that's really exciting for me. So I think Busy Toddler will just always stand as the way it is right mm-hmm. now, where it faces early childhood and, and talks about things right there. And then as the kids grow and just there are other needs, you know, there's just needs like homework and hygiene mm-hmm. and just all sorts of different things that that we can talk about. But similar to when I started Busy Toddler back in 2015 and nobody was really talking to toddler parents, now we're in this interesting window where nobody's talking about these big kid years and yeah. I desperately want to. And you just po- she just posted the most incredible reel. It was all about like, hey, the big kid years are awesome, mm-hmm. which I've always thought. My thing is, I'm not the biggest like baby person. Like, I love my babies, mm-hmm. but like if you have a baby, I don't need to hold your baby. Like, I'm not like I'm not I'm not like baby obsessed, but I love kids. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth and I both we used to run yeah. like summer camps like we love kids so i'm actually very excited about the kid years and it was so i loved your post about like the big kids are awesome too like mm-hmm. the toddlers are cute but big kids are incredible yeah big kids are amazing and everybody you know there's audios and things that go around saying like oh the little kid years are the best and you know you have to hone in on this magic and it's like gosh these big kids are magical too yes. and they're magical in ways like you can't even imagine ways that are like really big like they can have these beautiful deep conversations with you that are like engaging and interesting and then they're magical in other ways like they can get into a car without your help and they mm-hmm. can buckle themselves yeah. and they can pretty much keep themselves alive throughout the day without much assistance from you yeah and that's totally. also very magical to just feel like you get that brain space back too it's like i feel like so much of my brain power spent in the early years was just keeping them alive and now <laughs> i've really transferred that to them where like they can handle their lives mm-hmm. a lot that's very exciting that is exciting. Mm-hmm. I also love like not that you need me to tell you I think you're like an amazing <sighs> mom, but I think you are <laughs> such an amazing mom. And I look up like I agree with you like that hindsight parenting like I look up to your parenting so much. Thank and my favorite you. example of that. And I want you to tell the story to Elizabeth is Matt in the box. <laughs> like it is my favorite <laughs> story in the world. And I, I how much does Elizabeth know about this? Kelly gave me a very small overview of it, but I would love to hear your your version of the story okay so i'll set the scene as this was deep in the pandemic when this happened and you know things are rough things were rough it was that was a whole different time in our lives and we got a new refrigerator and my kids being the busy toddler kids were so excited to get a box because we're gonna get a giant box and the heartbreak on their face when this thing gets delivered without a box is soul crushing. And the delivery driver was like, wait, I have a dryer box from another <laughs> delivery and I'm going to give it to these kids. Oh. And he pulls out this dryer box and we put it in the living room and they play with it, I think, all day. I think it was just that first day. They play with it all day. And by the end of the day, my then four-year-old is like, can I sleep in the box? And I was like, I took a second because I love to I love when kids give you a question that means so much to them, means mm-hmm. absolutely nothing to you. And you can come out looking like a complete hero if you mm-hmm. just take a breath and then say yes. Mm-hmm. 
And so I thought about it really quickly in my head and I thought, this isn't against our family values. This isn't dangerous to him. This isn't going to uproot different things. Worst case scenario, we don't do this tomorrow because he doesn't sleep well. And then fine, then there's a reason to say no. Mm -hmm. But at that point, I had no reason to say no. So I said yes, and I kind of looked at Chuck at the same time. We both were like, yes, sleep in that <laughs> box, buddy. And so we tipped it on its side, so it's like a little cave, and we put it up in his bedroom, and he brought in, like, pillows and blankets and things like that. Anywho, that was two and a half years ago, and he's still asleep <laughs> in a dryer box. <laughs> that feeling when that your feeling. mom says you can sleep <laughs> in a box. That feeling yeah. when... <laughs> And now, I mean, he's like, it's like a nest. Like, people get very concerned. They're like, is his back okay? Like, is he like, you know, I get it. Crawl in that box with him and tell me you don't love it. It's like a little sensory deprivation mm. chamber. He's got, like, I, he steals blankets from around our house, his grandmother's houses. He's constantly stealing blankets. <laughs> I think at last count there were, and think of the size of a dryer box. So we're not talking huge. 15 blankets. 15 blankets in this box, couple of pillows. You know, he's a kid, so 45 stuffed animals. And then he drapes like a blanket over the front of it. So like at night, it's like super dark, calm. He can't hear a lot of stuff in the outside world from it. And it stays really warm. So like, I get it. Like, I am so into this for him. I'm happy. There is no sign, no sign of the stopping. And full disclosure, this is now the third box. (laughs) Because the first one fell apart and bless my father-in-law. He was like, he needs a new box. And so he called a friend of his who works at an appliance store and was like, I got to get my grandkid a box. Sleeping. (laughs) And so now this is now the third box. And I know my father-in-law has at least two more in his garage that are like, you know, cut down right now waiting for, you know, the next I love that he just like knows what he needed and like he did. He made it his own and he's like, I mean, what other kid puts that much effort into their sleeping routine? I imagine not many. No. No. And so he's like really making it his own. And I love because to me, my if my kid were like, Can I sleep in this box? We'd be like, No, that's a stupid idea. Like, let's move on to like the next thing. Like that is I feel like where your first instinct would be. You don't sleep in boxes. But I love that you're like, hold on, is there any reason for me to actually say no to this? Because I guess, yeah, you're right. You say yes, you're the hero. What's the worst that could happen? Kills you some more time. Your kid's happy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I love it. Yeah. And I mean, if if that first night had been a disaster, if he'd been up all night, if he'd been uncomfortable, if we'd, you know, then it would have been like, oh, you know, that was a great, that was a great night in your box. All right. Yeah. Pull it on out and let's go right back to our bed. But instead, he ended up sleeping better, longer, more comfortable. It's incredible. I mean, it was, yeah. It was a knockout right away for us. So it was like, you know, let's roll it. And then, I, I mean, I definitely didn't think two plus years later we would be like sitting having this conversation, but also knowing him and just kind of the way he is and the stuff he likes, it's like, yeah, no, this actually tracks. This I'm tracks. obsessed. That's amazing. Yeah. And he's a total influencer because I would say the number of kids around the world now sleeping in interesting places <laughs> like dog beds, nugget couches, boxes, floor things. It's a lot. I love it. Oh my gosh. You guys got to sell whatever boxes. Whatever gets them sleeping. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right, we're well, gonna do busy toddler branded boxes. Right, yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on to a game I'm super excited to okay. play, and that is the Great Eight. So we, all right, let's do it. It's where we choose a category, select eight things, and then we debate them to determine a winner. And this one's gonna be hard for you, but Elizabeth and I are here to help, and we're going to decide which busy toddler activity is the greatest of the eight. Okay. And I'm I ready. think 
I'm going to go off of like what, I, like what I think my, cause my kids have done about all these activities. So like what's like what I think is a ride or die. And I want you to do the same thing. Like which one you think okay. is your fate, your kid's favorite. And Liz, you know, I'm just going to throw out my opinions, uh, unsolicited, unwarranted. Elizabeth, and just see what 100%. Happens. I'm very into it. Elizabeth. Yeah. So I've, se- into it cold. I've yeah. selected the eight because as a busy toddler stand myself, like I like had my eight pretty much like ready to go. Okay. Um, and Susie did approve my list. So okay, I'm going to read. I did the, approve it. I'm going to read the eight. Let me, I'll quickly say what the eight are as I'm reading through them. And then okay. we'll just get to the debate. The debate goes pretty quick because it's like, you you just know like you just have that feeling you know you know, you know. that feeling one okay number one popsicle bath iconic have a ba- have a popsicle in the bath done okay, true number two paint the toys you give them toys give them a paintbrush let them paint it with washable paint okay wow talk it's like you're breaking a rule but again who cares yeah yeah who cares then you wash the toys washing the toys is a game okay mm. love wash the toys from the paint really could be you know could be a twofer also for the first time ever because who is washing toys at home <laughs> And except for, the, also, except for the children, we all should activity. be watching. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and yet we aren't. So, um, the cutting bin. You take a bin, you fill it with nature leaves. Give them some scissors. They cut. They yeah. cut. Color bath. This is when you say we're going to have a blue color bath, and you gather blue toys. Maybe you dye the water blue, mm-hmm. and it's a blue bath. Okay, cute. Toy par- George loves this stuff. Toy parade. You just take blue painters tape. And Susie, if I'm butchering any of these, you can cut me no, off. No, you're doing you're doing really well. Blue painter's tape, and you like l- put a line, and you say, "Let's line the toys up on this painter's tape like a parade." Cute. Toy rescue is a little more complicated. This is when you it take is. a bin and you put painter's tape over the bin, kind of like looking like a spider web uh-huh, esque. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have to stick like what do you use like a giant spoon or something? Yeah, or like tongs, whatever you've got, or whatever you got. Operation. To, to, kind to, yeah, of. Op, it's, it's mm-hmm. operation 100%. adjacent. Yes, Elizabeth. Hundred percent. And then baking soda bin, which is baking mm. soda bin, vinegar, food coloring, just funness mm-hmm. in a bin. Okay. So much funness. So let's start by choosing. I feel like we need to do color bath versus popsicle bath because we yeah. only need two kinds I of mean, baths well, on like, here. That's popsicle bath. It's it's 100%. Popsicle bath is the number one seed. So okay, wait, wait. Tell me why popsicle. T- t- okay, explain so, this. T- explain so to me why. Pop- Once upon a time in 1986, my mom couldn't get me to wash my hair. And so she gave me a popsicle in the bath and she was like, just have this popsicle in the bath. And when it melts, I'm when you are done eating it, I'm coming in to wash your hair. And then I was like psyched to have a popsicle in the bath and very excited about it. And I understood when she was coming back to wash Mm -hmm. my hair. Mm -hmm. The woman is a genius. That became like the standard and like the benchmark of greatness for my entire childhood was like, will she say yes to a popsicle in the bathtub? Come on, Marilyn, say yes. I guess. I'm, and so then with my kids, once Sam was old enough to hold a popsicle, I was like, let me blow your mind. <laughs> Eat this popsicle in the bathtub. And as I've like grown up in child development and stuff, it's like a deeply sensory based activity where you're in warm water, but <laughs> yeah. you're eating a cold popsicle. Okay. And that combination is incredibly soothing for kids. Hmm. I've also had a lot of adults liken it to like a shower beer, but mm. kid edition. Yeah, I love that. And like, or like, mom, you know, like having some wine in the bath or something like that. Like, this is, you know, it's just very yeah. calm, very soothing. Okay, you don't. But get you it. can do it at well, any time in the day, and they don't get sticky from the popsicle because they're already in the tub. That's and popsicles, smart. Nobody talks before. I mean, let's talk about like what to expect when you're expecting. Liz, it's a disaster to give a kid a popsicle. I I don't want to ever <laughs> tell people like, oh, just you wait. 
But yeah. just you wait until you give a kid a popsicle and you're like, this is a great mm-hmm. idea. And then you find out it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I gave Kelly's kids like a oh. cookie, like an Oreo. And I'm like, how can no. you make an Oreo messy? And then I, I go and see them on my couch and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my, I did not yeah. know you could take a singular no. Oreo and make it this disgusting and like wet. It's really so, exciting for kids that they can do this. I can only imagine a popsicle, but it's going to change your yeah. life. Okay, so popsicle bath moves forward, hundred percent. Popsicle bath moves forward. Okay, okay. Now uh, let's do paint the toys versus wash the toys. Like, which one is? I mean, I'm going to go paint the toys only because at the end of paint the toys, you have to wash the toys. So that becomes a twofer. It's a twofer. That's it's a, a twofer. twofer. But if you wash the that's toys, we're not painting them after. So I agree. It's it's a paint wash right. toy combo. That's, yeah. No, that's a combo. Okay. What about? See, this is good. What about cutting bin versus baking soda bin? Which is the baking sub- soda bin? Oh my gosh! I'm loving that's yeah. year round. I'm so okay. confident on that one. That's year round. You ca- the nature bin, depending on where you live, you're not going to have leaves and stuff to cut in the winter that's time. True. You're always going to have baking soda. My kids do this one outside. They do it inside. They do it in the bathtub. They do it everywhere. And when I say longevity, I mean this was set up the other day for my kids who are. 10 eight and six okay walk Still me through walk me bin. through how baking soda bin works so think of like an under the bed storage bin that's what i use as a sensory bin because okay. that's what i had in my house when i started busy toddler mm-hmm. was those kind of bins and i dumped out a bunch of like stuff from college that we didn't need anymore <laughs> and you make that a space for kids to play so for this you basically take like a box of baking soda so you're talking like an 84 cent buy-in here dump it into the bin and then in some sort of a container, like maybe baby food jars or cups, or I love an ice cube tray, you put a little bit of food coloring and then fill it with vinegar. Give them like a little medicine dropper, like keep those medicine droppers, like the Tylenol mm. ones or like pipettes, and just let them go to town. And it's kind of like a mix of art, science, mad potioning kind of a thing. And they get like really into it. So does it like bubble really up or it. something yeah. when you apply yeah, the yeah. two? Okay. Yeah. It's iconic. Yeah, yeah that's fun. It we do iconic. it. A, we George. They yeah. ask all the time to do colors. They call it colors. Oh, mm. I love that. My my daughter called it stinky bubbles. Stinky, stinky bubbles. That's so stinky cute. bubbles. Stinky bubbles moves forward. Stinky bubbles. Stinky <laughs> bubbles moves forward. Okay, and then the last one of this round, we have toy parade versus toy rescue. I'm gonna go toy parade. It's I was gonna so go toy parade to too. Up. It's so easy to set up. It's so fun. They love making their little lineups of animals or whatever, because that's one where you can do it no matter what you have. It could be blocks, it could be trains, yeah. it could be cars, it could be Paw Patrol, it could be anything. Yeah. They love it. And just do any like <laughs> I think the hack is also masking tape on the ground. So maybe well, it's yeah. a line, maybe it's you're making boxes and it's like Exactly. Like mm-hmm. I, I've actually never done that with my kids. I don't know why, but I'm going I'm gonna start because if I was like George would love toy parade. Well, George already lines up his toys, but like, I think if I like put masking tape on the carpet and was like, let's put the cow, he would have a conniption. Yeah, like, he would think it was the coolest here, thing in the, the world. the dinosaurs here. The man loves to organize. I mm-hmm. almost sent you pictures of Kate at George's age and like all her little lineups, just like George plays. Like your pictures where they're like, George was here. I'm like, I have the identical <laughs> picture. Kate was here. And let me move into the future four years later. Still doing that. I love that. Still still doing that. Yes. The other day, though, it was with all my nail polishes and like, oh. you know, nail supplies. And she had everything organized for me. And she was like, this is just Susan. This is disgusting. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what to say to you. And she had it all organized. I was like, fine. I love it. OK, so that means means our final four would be popsicle bath paint the toys baking soda bins toy parade this I feel is where good. things get hard this is where things get hard this Welcome. gets hard yeah this gets, gets really hard, hard. okay mm-hmm. i think i i think we need to uh let's do baking soda bin toy parade okay 
I'm going to go, oh, I don't know. That's a hard one. Toy Parade is nice because you have all the supplies. It's, it's, you might yeah. not have baking soda and vinegar at home. So when we're talking spur of the moment activity, you probably have tape. Or worse, if you don't have tape, just open up a box and draw lines on it, which you definitely have an Amazon box in your garage. Mm-hmm. But just which one? Which on one it. is? Uh, are they? But both, I like to Are they both taking the same amount of time? Is my question because I feel like baking soda mm. bin that offers more distraction time. And for like, would a kid. your kids like? I mean, like, would a six-year-old do toy parade, or is that like over? That might get over. So I think your longevity piece. I say we go baking soda bin. I think we go baking. I mean, toy parades iconic. Toy parades iconic. It's iconic. (laughs) This is the final four for a reason. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No. But yeah, let's move forward. Baking soda bin. Okay, and then we have popsicle bath. Paint the toys. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go popsicle bath. The toys can get can get messy, and popsicle bath is actually like Mm. anti mess. And then I'm so like so let's, excited let's give parents a win. to see how popsicle bath works because Elizabeth. the way that you two are <laughs> acting like it's the most life changing thing to ever because experience. And but I'm I like, get how it doesn't make sense to you. I don't understand. I, I don't see how I guess I just don't know how motivated children are by popsicles. Very. And and that's on that's, you know, that's just ignorance on my but part. It's also like like Susie said, like I would encourage you go get a bomb pop and get take a bath tonight and yeah. then tell me no, it's not I a would vibe. Just try it. Yeah, yeah. Try okay. it. All right, I could yeah. do that. <laughs> I just think like that's because you're not having a glass of wine in the bath. No, I'm certainly no, not. But don't you but, think a bomb pop and a bubble oh, bath a bomb would pop smack? Or like a pledgesicle or something? <laughs> yeah, no, that's gonna, that's gonna, that's gonna be great. Okay, mm-hmm. final two. This is tough. Popsicle bath, baking soda bin. I, it's the so number one and number two bath. seed. Yeah, it's, I know, and I think I'm I'm gonna always fall back on the popsicle bath. Oh, it's just my is like you guys are crazy. You know what? You can call us later and thank us no. once you've done it. Honestly, <laughs> everyone tell yourself. me just wait. Like I deserve it. Just like I deserve to be told just wait right now because <laughs> I'm gonna be like eat. I'm gonna be listening to this episode three years from now and be like, I mean, yep. I, I had no idea. I had no. It's idea. iconic, it's, Elizabeth. It's and iconic. I think the thing about the popsicle bath is it works when they're sick and you're like, there's nothing for you to do right now. We've like watched Bluey for four hours mm. straight. And they'll sit in a bath and eat a popsicle. And then they kind of like, you know, they can get some hydration. They can get some nutrients. And yeah. then if they're like really grumpy and you're like, I can't be with you today. Like you're at like a next level angry for no reason. Popsicle bath. That's your answer. Resets it all. If, if you're next level angry and just done with the day, put the kids in the popsicle bath. Sit down. They're, yeah. you know, just sit in the bathroom. The, the amount of time I've sat on the floor of my bathroom was not something I was prepared for in my parenthood. That's a vibe. I agree with that. I agree <laughs> with that. Is. I'm like so inspired right now. <laughs> okay, well, that was a fun grade eight. I I kind of was was, I kind of knew we were going to end up there, but shout out to Toy Parade for making it so far and baking mm-hmm. soda. Yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of both Stinky of them. Stinky bubbles, yeah. Stinky bubbles for the yeah, win. Stinky yeah. bubbles really took it a lot farther than I expected. Do you know how much your subscriptions cost? Most Americans think they spend around eighty dollars on a month on subscriptions, when the actual total is closer to two hundred. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need to try Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money makes canceling your subscriptions quick, easy, and painless. Simply find the subscription you don't 
want, press cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. That is insane. Stop throwing away your money, cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash carpool. That's rocketmoney.com slash carpool rocketmoney.com slash carpool um so now Zizi, we want to play this other game with you. it's not really a game it's more well, it's kind of a game oh okay um it's kind of the toy parade of the carpool podcast and that is our last three transactions <laughs> we yeah we did some memorial day shopping um we exposed how, like just all the purchases we made which was far too many um and we it's honestly one of our most popular segments like i think people just love to hear about like what we're spent like what you're spending your money on and like what is Susie spending their money on so, i'm like, dying to last know three like tri- popsicles like you, you can't cheat like it doesn't like what's the last three things you bought okay you guys told me about this like five minutes before we started yeah, so we i roll. did go through i did go through my amazon list really quick and through like my email so number the la- literally last thing i bought was 11.49 p.m. last night when I was supposed to be <laughs> Love sleeping. Love the timestamps. <laughs> Are we not getting that specific? <laughs> no, that's wonderful. Um, was swimsuits from Bowdoin. They're having a sale. I don't know if it'll still be on when this podcast comes out, but I was very excited. I had never tried their suits before. I've never tried their neighbor, suits. My neighbor showed up yesterday with a haul and... Then we were trying them on, obviously, and I loved them, but her colors are not my colors. Have you had your so colors I, done? Do you know your colors? I have not. I have not. And I think about you all the time mm. with the colors, the makeup. I'm going to fly out to St. Louis. Just have your people handle okay, this. Fine. <laughs> just um, have your people so, <laughs> Wait, there's, so their swimsuits of, are so cute. I'm, I've I never know. heard of this brand, but these are like so darling. They're so darling. Yeah, they're really cute. So I'm excited. We'll see if anything fits. Um, boring last purchase was like equipment for like cameras like definitely like instagram definitely like rolling the i'm on instagram vibe and it's like a tripod like Mm -hmm. my tripod that i use because i'm so professional is um the one my dad got in 1995 (sighs) with our video camera and i still use that for my big i know your face right now i wish people could see it um mm -hmm. okay just like like 20 dollars on amazon yes i know (laughs) yes I, I know. So I, well, I was talking to my friend who's uh, who's also on Instagram and I was like, I need new equipment. And she's like, you're absolutely ridiculous. And so she sent me a bunch of links for like different like holders and clickers. And so that's like a really boring one. So like eight years after being on Instagram, you're like finally getting. The- Maybe I should like invest in this. thing. <laughs> <laughs> 2.4 million followers later gets a tripod. So that if that's not proof that you don't need anything but a smartphone and your dad's 1995 tripod to yeah. have 2 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. There you there go. You go. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm such a great story. Um, and then the last one, I, I had no idea this was like my last person. was um, Chuck's birthday is coming up this week. My husband and Ooh. my daughter insisted she buy him um, a book of dad jokes, which is going to be the end of my life because the guy does not need more material. And I don't like that she's giving him more. But I was like, <laughs> absolutely, sweetie. You need- think your dad's so funny. Liz, when you start following the busy toddler. I follow her. Yeah. Okay. Chuck is Tyler in a different font. Okay. No, like, I haven't seen I haven't like seen a, any Chuck cameos yet. Like a very different font because like they couldn't be more different, but they yeah. also couldn't be more similar. Just right. like the like their little like corks and it's hus- I think it's hysterical. 
And also the fact that they're like not on social media. Like when mm-hmm. no. when Kelly did the whole prank on Tyler with the um <laughs> the Christmas cards. Yeah. And people were like, isn't he gonna see this? And she was like, No, he doesn't have Instagram. Like, that's Chuck. Like, unless I show him, then he doesn't. He yeah. tr- he does have like an account that like, you know, it's just he uses it to like look at me. He made it because he wanted to be my 500,000th follower like a bunch of years ago That's... and then still couldn't handle social media for that and like didn't wasn't he like made he opened an Instagram account solely for that reason and he failed isn't that so the funny the instagram the instagramless instagram husbands are just a different breed and they they're need to be protected breed. at all costs well there there's yeah. there are two categories they're either like they total like all about it and like they're also on instagram yeah, yeah. or they're like Taylor for the longest time was like, yeah, she's getting really big on Snapchat. <laughs> it's Instagram, you idiot. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Tender. Oh, I love it. No, Chuck's good. And he, well, and he does a lot of the behind the scenes stuff with the business, which is kind of fun. Like, that's fun for him to, like, get to be involved. He just doesn't do any of the Instagram stuff. Oh, yeah. Tyler's, yeah. Tyler's the same Kind way. of, t- yeah. Tyler's kind of yeah. the same. Um, okay. So now we're going to move on to industry news, which. Oh, industry news. Is. I don't have like some insane stories, but I have some interesting ones. Um, they're both from Automotive News. And the first one, have you guys heard about, the, you guys have heard about the Grand Highlander coming out? Mm-hmm. Yes. So the Grand Highlander is going to be like Toyota's new mid-size through SUV. It's basically going to be the size of a Palisade. And you're like, but they have a Highlander. So everyone's right. like, why wouldn't they just redo the Highlander? Mm-hmm. And we're all like, yeah, why didn't you just redo the Highlander? Why are you like giving us more choices? Because I feel like in business, they always say, like, you don't want to have too many choices. Yeah. You know, because then it's like you get exhausted. Like, I was at the grocery store the other day trying to buy Hidden Valley Ranch. And you would have, there was 17 different varieties of it. And then I couldn't even find Mm -hmm. the original one. It was frustrating. So anyway, this article from Automotive News actually says that if the Toyota Grand Highlander cannibalizes sales of the smaller namesake, it's part of the plan. Mm -hmm. So apparently... Which I thought the title cannibalizes was a little dramatic. I hate that. Automotive news. What a a word choice. Seems interesting. But basically, they are Toyota is fully prepared. If the sales of the current top selling through SUV Highlander decline, that's fine. Mm -hmm. And they're just going to put their eggs in the Grand Highlander basket. So I thought that was just kind of interesting to hear Toyota say, we'll see what happens. They're kind of like dipping their toes in the water, see what happens, but don't have to like fully commit to... Well, and we see this with some other makes and models. So, like, the Kia lineup. The Kia has the three-row oh Sorento, gosh, yeah. and they have the Telluride. Yeah. Seems dramatic. Yeah. Right. And, like, Hyundai stopped that. Hyundai took away the three-row Santa Fe and just made the Palisade. Mm-hmm. So, what's your predictions? And the Highlander is... It's one of my honest least favorite cars, only because... um, It's, like, just a little small for what it is, but it's yeah. people love it. And it has the Toyota reliability. Do you think the Grand Highlander... Well, and keep in mind, the Grand Highlander is going to be about eight grand more starting price than the current Highlander. Do you think it will do it? I think that's a hard market for people to like go up in price because you're talking about young families are buying that car. That just seems. Yeah. Yeah, it seems aggressive. There's also there's also like other like tried and true options. There's used kind of flooded options. Like there's. Well, yeah, you're you can only buy new. So and new cars are really expensive right now. So, I don't know. Okay, my next story is pretty crazy, I think. What do you guys think was the best-selling car in Q1 in the world? What was the world? So, you got to remember, China, Europe. What was the world's best-selling car in Q1? You will never guess because I would have never guessed. I will give you some clues. 
Okay. Give clues. It's an SUV. It's not think out of the box though. Uh, Kel, can you tell us like what the manufacturer like the is it American? It's European? not American. Uh, is it American? It is American, I think. Um, I love that you're like I think you're the. Well, car I know I don't. It's not your typical American. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I tr- I truly have no <laughs> I have idea. I mean, you're making me nothing. more confused. This know. is like something star started to bring to your next trivia night, though. Okay, what well, what is it? Okay. Tesla Model Y. I think what? they are American. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. It's right? like this whole. No, de- well, here's the thing. It's this whole, ex- see. Thank you guys. Yeah, I feel validated. Right, it's right. this whole okay, debate fine, fine. on the internet, or not the internet, like in the car market, like what even is American made? Because like the Fords are built in Mexico, so it's like, are we still playing this yeah, game? Of, like okay. it's just it's, so it gets confusing. But the Tesla Model Y was the world's best-selling car in Q1. Tesla sold 267,000 Model Ys in the first quarter this year. Uh, 94,000 of them were sold in China. 71,000 of them were sold in Europe. And I guess guess the remainder were sold in the United States, which is a lot. Mm -hmm. What do you think was the number two vehicle? Tesla. Is it a Tesla? It's not a Tesla. Tesla? It's a sedan. Um, Is it electric? No. And it's kind of it's kind of boring. It's kind of a boring one. Is it just like the Corolla? It is the Corolla. Oh my god! I can stay. (laughs) The Toyota Corolla was the number two. I don't know, y'all. That's kind of crazy, right? That's that's wild. The real story was the Tesla Model Y was the world's best-selling car in Q1. Hmm. That make. I mean, that makes iconic for yeah. It's iconic. Yeah. Oh, good for them. I'm surprised. Um, Susie, why don't you tell the people before we get into your ditch the drive through, just like where you're at with your car journey, what oh, you drive. We're in, we're in quite a car journey right now. So we, when my third, we were, when I was pregnant with my third born, we bought a used, um, Yukon XL and I love her so much. She's a 2008, but she is like showing her age to the point that like you heard one of the doors doesn't unlock anymore so you have to unlock it from the inside like if you push the driver's door too much it stays open and then like i can't even force it shut chuck has to come out and shut the door so you know she she's beautiful i love her i love her to death Mm. um but she's rapidly showing her age so we were like you know we gotta upgrade we've got to do something else and i follow this person on instagram and youtube who taught me that the gmc (laughs) lines don't have middle head restraints which is what i have and literally had never noticed isn't, my that, own car. isn't that crazy you're like what were you guys thinking it's crazy i still don't get it i was trying to explain it to my father-in-law over the weekend and he was like you're wrong and i was like i'm not wrong he's like that can't be true it's and shocking. so that we were like looking at all the pictures and i was like it's true he's like, I it's can't. true so we knew we needed to leave the gmc line in order to get a new car so we went and we started looking at the Lincoln Navigator. We were really excited about it. We test drove a 2021. This was um, over a year ago. It was during kind of the really height of like the chip issues. So we were like, we liked the car. We were really excited about it. And we waited for a 2022 to come into the dealership because we needed a bench seat. And when it showed up, we drove it and we hated it. And I'm sorry for people no. who have... That's okay. 2022 or 2023 Navigator. I'm sorry to say that. We just, it, we hated how it drove. I think Chuck looked it up. It's called the continuously controlled damping system. And it's like the car is constantly trying to read the road. And for us, that meant a really bumpy, shaky ride to mm-hmm. where like 
I felt carsick in the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of wild. So we ended up waiting all these months for a car that we didn't end up buying. And that was a little sad. But luckily, we had a really, we have this lovely little 2019 um, Atlas, which also was bought because someone on the internet recommended it. <laughs> the Atlas it. is a great, great vehicle. It's a great car. Great car. And car. so we had, we bought it used. It was a couple, it's a couple years old when we bought it. And I, I didn't even test drive it. I watched your videos a bunch and I was like, yeah, I know Kelly says it's great. This is the right car for us. And then I just kept watching the used market and this one came up and I was like, Chuck, run, oh test drive it, trade your car in you know, this is the right one for us. And so I I literally bought it sight unseen. Of course, Chuck did like you all have his the bench? Like, Chuck stuff about it. Yeah, of course we have the bench. We love a bench. That was so validating when you said that because we spent years trying to justify to people why we had a bench seat in our Yukon and why we wouldn't do captain's chairs. Mm-hmm. And it was like, nobody got us. Right. <laughs> but you got us. And in our Yukon, we rear faced three across. It was the cutest thing ever. We did that for almost a year with our kids before and you know and chuck's six four so that was impressive that we could yeah. rear face mm-hmm. behind him as well um so we just stuck with it we love it the kids like being three across even now as they're older they still like it like in times when we have to move a kid to like the back row or something like that they're like trying to talk to each other and i don't know it's it's one of those funny things where it's like yeah there was sometimes there was fighting sometimes like he's poking my car seat and she's doing this but so much of their relationship and friendship was built on that bench seat that I so kind of laughed beautiful. about. I'm like, I'm so glad. I'm so glad we picked that. Yeah. And that one of them wasn't in the back. It really, really worked for our family. So where we stand now is we're trying to find a used expedition. Again, mm-hmm. a person I follow loves their expedition. Shout so, out. Seriously. So we're trying, but the used car market is just really tough. And Are you just not a minivan it's girl? It's really hard to find one. No. Uh, well, and a lot of it has to do with just, you know, Chuck does projects and stuff. So we really need a hauler. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. A lot of it is we need a vehicle that can haul things from Home Depot, stuff around, kayaks, gear. You know, I am not uh, an adventurous go to Home Depot and build something and then go up skiing kind of person. My husband is so, mm. <laughs> to support Chuck and his lifestyle. Okay, Susie. So. so- we end the episode well two okay. ways i think we well we're going to end the episode though with our ditch the drive-through where we give people okay. an easy dinner recipe to, to mix, mix it up to get them out of their dinner rut what uh, what is it. what are you how are you ditching the drive-through like what's your go-to easy dinner i'm so okay. excited to hear this i'm on the edge <laughs> of my seat okay well our very go-to easy dinner is just what we call steak and spaghetti and it's okay. from my childhood <laughs> my parents figured out early on that they could stretch a steak among five people if they put spaghetti on the side of it. Mm, so that's iconic. They would, make, uh-huh, they would make one steak and then a thing of spaghetti and then, you know, and it was a great way to, you know, save money on meat and stuff like that. And it's so iconic. My family did it. I think every Friday night when I was a kid, it was just a great easy dinner. And then my siblings and I all still do it. Steak every and spaghetti. Still steak and steak spaghetti. And that's our fallback. Steak and spaghetti. And that is the so number funny. of times we write each other, are you having steak and spaghetti tonight? <laughs> of course I am. Let me tell you what's in my refrigerator right now. Steak and spaghetti. Waiting for some night this week when we need to phone it in. What kind of steak? Um, a ribeye. That's what Chuck and Sam like. I'm not a big meat eater. I've just never been. So really my family was splitting it between four people because I was not having any of that. Um, steak and And sometimes spaghetti. my younger two eat it, but mostly it's just Chuck and Sam. 
I mean, who doesn't love steak, steak and who doesn't well, love spaghetti? It's like, a good why? idea because exactly. like, we're not having Put steak tonight. It's a Tuesday. I'm not buying steak for all you people, but it's like, no, we're going to buy one. Everyone can have a couple bites, one. but we're, we're filling up on spaghetti. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of and see, genius. It's, it's genius. No. My mom's a genius. Popsicle bass, steak, and spaghetti. But have her on next week. Like, that's who you want to talk to. You don't want I'm me. obsessed. <laughs> yeah, give us her phone number. <laughs> I will. I'll let, you, I'll let her hop on next time. Uh, okay, cool. Well, that is our episode. Well, we have to do our review shout out. Oh, but we have to decide who's going to give us our review shout out. And I think it should be the Yukon Mamas. Yeah. Oh. I think so, too. Because that's what... Mm-hmm. Susie drives. Yeah. So any Yukon, yeah. new or used, bench or captain's chairs, door XL or standard. Door works, door doesn't work. I mean, <laughs> yeah. really? 100%. Um, whatever. Doesn't matter, but it's your turn to head to the review section and let us know what you thought about today's episode and sound off. Sound off in the review. Susie, thank you so much for joining the Carpool Podcast. It's I mean, so fun. What a, what a fun me. episode. Some great really takeaways. Fun. Great takeaways. If this isn't the kind of content... That you can carry you into your week. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. We'll have to reconvene in about three years. Um, yeah. And I'll mm-hmm. let you guys know how my toddler journey is going um, with oh, the popsicle perfect, baths and whatnot. I'll be starting my teenage journey in three years. Oh, so gosh. we'll reconvene. Okay, know, we'll just like, give updates. Okay, we'll perfect. give updates. Um, hey, before you go, though, can you tell everyone about playing preschool? Because didn't you just like relaunch yeah. it all? Like, tell us, give us yourself the plug. All right. So, um... Back in 2017, I wrote a home preschool program because the cost of preschool for kids is bananas. Um, And so I wrote this full program based on what I did with my kids and what I'd done as a classroom teacher. And it's been around and alive and beautiful and used around the world. It was it's just I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of it. So it just went through an update to give it a little bit of a fresher look. And it's over at playingpreschool.com or it's on my website at busytoddler.com. But it's a it wonderful a, it's a program. Book? Yeah, it's an ebook. So it's 190 days of lessons, of true lesson oh plans that you can do with your kids at home. And it can be a substitute for preschool outside the home where, where I live with three kids. Part time preschool would have cost our family between twenty and thirty thousand dollars, which Ugh. is bananas crazy so instead i made this program which is 40 dollars for the entire year and that to me is a much more manageable price and you feel like anyone can do it like you don't have to be like a former teacher yeah. to like like because no, i feel like no i your activities are they are easy in a way yeah they are they are but this is and it, this is different than my activities because it's themed and oh, gotcha. you know it's really targeted at helping kids you know grow their knowledge base and you know expand you know, what they know about the world, which is really exciting. And I give you book suggestions and things to talk to them about, vocabulary to go through. And then like every day has an activity for you to do together, like a math activity or, you know, some sort of like a science or measurement activity. And then um, an easy activity that you can set up and drink your coffee and kick back while they... I need to get this. Sounds like a steal for forty dollars. Well, it does sound like a steal for forty dollars. And we were just talking about how, on like two episodes ago, how we like I forgot that like summer breaks a thing. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. You're just with your asking like, and for toddlers, expect can't even. Yeah, yeah. So smart. It's there. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining the Carbo Podcast, Susie. You're a delight. So thank you you all so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed riding with us, tell everybody you know. There's room in the car for everyone.